What's going on, guys? It's Ian McAdam, one half of the Adventures of Poncho and Sancho. My co-host isn't here today because we're talking about East Street Short Course Series round number five. It was a absolute scorcher. And before I really get into things, I want to thank each and every single one of you, families, friends, everybody else that came out because, I mean, it had to have been 107, 109, something like that. We had two different families bring doughboy pools into the pits. I thought that was pretty much the coolest thing ever. But between that and just the amount of fun you guys had, regardless of the fact it was hotter than the seventh circle of the sun, unbelievable times to say the least. And a big shout out to a big handful of drivers from the NorCal side-by-side series as well. This was a dual points race between the NorCal side-by-side series and East Street's side-by-side series as well. Awesome to see a bunch of new names, bunch of new faces, and I'll get to some of that here in a moment. But first, we got to give you the ads for the people that help us out. And just like that, I'm back. So, as always, or at least the two times I forgot to do or didn't forget to do this, the two times that I didn't have the paperwork to do this, so I had my notes in front of me. Uh, we've I've attempted to this year make a podcast version of this because not everybody has the ability or the time to sit and read absolutely everything that I type out. Usually the day of or the day after we do our rounds of short course, but I've been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback regarding the podcast version of this. So you know what I'm going to do? I talk a lot. I get paid to talk. Some of you guys find it entertaining. Then there's some people like Tyler shade. (coughs) Wait, did I say that out loud? That may or may not. So We'll start things off, like always, in the whole race order. 170 stock, whole mess of new names, just because that's a rather large class with the NorCal side-by-side series, and they call it 170 super stock in NorCal side-by-side. So it was cool just to see an intermix between the E Street stock class, the NorCal side-by-side super stock kids. It was pretty freaking wild. And what struck me is insane when you have four to five kids, no matter what, that are just literally glued to each other's bumpers the entire time. Nobody really stood out. Nobody really ran away with it. It was anybody's game, especially when they got into lap traffic. But when it came down to it, Claire Dixon, the little, the number 339, she clean swept the thing. It was unbelievable. I mean, this whole division looked like five o'clock on Highway 50 in downtown Sacramento, bumper to bumper. And the hard-charging little guy, the 525, Eli Payne, One of the only kids I've ever seen with a prime sponsorship. Granted, I'm 34 years old. I don't understand what's so cool about prime, but I also don't have my nose in TikTok. So, or social media for that matter. But Eli Payne drove his, drove his backside off trying to catch Claire. And it's a rough way to negotiate trying to deal with wanting to pass somebody and then having to run through other cars. Eli showed the kids got skill. The kids got talent. That is for sure. And then another name we've seen at E Street before, usually with the NorCal races, the 224 Bentley Dixon. That car seems to be almost unstoppable every time I see it. But between Claire Dixon and Eli Payne, he definitely had his hands full. Uh, Top of the box went to Claire. Eli was second. And Bentley rounds out the bottom of your podium. So 170 Limited. The VS construction ride, the number 44, Tate Schweitzer, almost undefeated this year. This kid's a rookie, and if I were to tell you that 
after you saw him do, if you saw him do what he normally does, what is a usual thing for him, you would think I'm lying to you. And it's not true. This kid, rookie as all can be, but I've watched some unbelievable natural talent come out of him. And as far as the little guys go, he's one of the, one of the, the kids that is actually really working on a lot of fitness stuff, a lot of really trying to train himself to get better bright future ahead of the number 44 Schweitzer. So he's been pretty darn dominant, but he had his hands full with the little guy. And I call him the little guy because he's one of the smallest guys we've got. Lexton Hendricks, the 710, absolutely came alive, swept both his heat races and the main event. Tate had his hands full with everybody else. It, this was a super competitive class as well. And I always tell people, championships are won by consistency top threes in the championship even are won by consistency right there driving his butt off the guy they call one chain the number 66 anderson porter rounds at the bottom of your podium for 170 limited like i said before lexton Hendricks took the win tate Switzer took second anderson porter rounds out the bottom part of your podium absolutely awesome performance from him he's really really coming back i think now we get into our quads. The number one of Garrett Gramps. There's a reason why he has the number one plate. I asked him about that when we met a while back, and it definitely is showing he's in for the long haul. He wants this championship, and he has the lead and seems to be untouchable. But we had a jump up. We had Shane Doyle jump up from the beginner novice class in his uh, in his original first time at East Street. He was in quad beginner novice and was running with the intermediate experts. So I flat out asked him on the podium. So when are you going to jump up to the big boy class? He said, next time I show up, I said, perfect. Well, he did. And he sandwiched himself between Nathan Harvey and Garrett Gramps. That alone was impressive just because it's been the Nathan Harvey, Garrett Gramps show for quite some time because one of the only people that can actually catch Garrett is Nate. But your podium at the end of the day for the main event looked like this. Garrett Graham's got the win. Shane Doyle pulled home second. And Nathan Harvey pulled in third. Quad beginner novice. This had to have been the most chaotic practice and heat race combination that I think I've ever seen. Just between all the quads. And it came down to your. we had one quad beginner novice either not break or not hurt himself. Big shout out to my little buddy Spencer Page. Really scary wreck in practice, and he ended up getting pinned under his quad. Uh, the only issue is he's a little beaten up. He got a pretty good hit to the kidney, so the poor guy's he's going to be hurting for a little bit, but he'll be back in dominating fashion. And the double O rally Brubaker was the only one that came out unscathed, and he spent the entire main event taking notes and doing what he could to run with the intermediate expert guys. I see some big stuff in his future. His, he comes from a pretty fast DNA, pretty fast genetic line, if you will. His dad, wicked quick. His dad was running with Garrett, Shane, and Harvey all day long. And it's super cool to see some really competitive quad racing. 170 open. I make jokes about this all the time. And finally, a crowd actually got the uh, the intro music I play before the main event. It's the old NWO, New World Order, WW, or WCW intro music. And then a couple of people that thought it was the funniest thing ever because these are the kids that in a very short period of time are going to be getting in big cars and they're going to be elbow to elbow with 
Bobby Wahlberg, Jordan Skaggs, like they're right there and there's a big group of them. So um, watch the next two years, two to three years tops. Short course has a very bright future and you can look at it in this class. Alex Renuio, I've straight up asked him before, does it get boring to win all the time? Because the kid's untouchable. I made an absolute fan out of me multiple times this year and last year. He, the dude's a warrior. He wants to get out front and wants to just absolutely walk away, and he does it almost every time. I did. I made a joke in the uh, the written version of this, and I said he needs to be sponsored by by a vacuum company. He clean sweeps the competition so much, or could it be a broom? I don't know. One or the other. I know. Terrible dad joke. Don't judge me for it. The 427 of Braden's story. Story really coming alive as a driver. I think he's really getting the car put together. He actually was given Alex a pretty good hard time for a while. Not necessarily letting Alex walk away with it. But like I've said before, and I will keep saying repetitively, races are won in the starts and the turns. Alex has his starts dialed. And that's why he rockets out front puts 10 degrees of separation between him and his competition, and he's gone. That's what a warrior does. That's a warrior mentality, if you will. And then Braden, Braden's catching on. Braden's taking notes. Expect some big things from him as well. And once again, like I said before, consistency gets you up front. Anderson Porter, he goes for a third place in the open class as well. And then the Battle of the Gradic Brothers, also known as the JR2s. Arnold has worked himself up into the top three and 170 open for absolute bragging rights. Now twice. I I'm floored. I don't know what to think about the fact this kid is an underpowered car, little little guy even compared to the 170 open kids. And it's underpowered. It is lighter, so the power to weight ratio difference might be rather similar, but the fact that you can take basically a hopped up Briggs and Stratton engine stick it in a little tube frame and expect that to keep up with a lot of these like super modified 170 open cars. It's unbelievable. Arnold ended up beating Barrett. Barrett's been making a lot of progress last few races. And I looked at Barrett before he go, he went out for practice and I said, Hey, beat your brother today. I've seen Barrett actually get a jump on Arnold. And then that made Arnold work for it. But Arnold, I, I love the great boys. They have the most fun. Arnold's like one of my biggest fans and it's weird because I'm an announcer. I'm not used to having fans. So anyway, we keep going with 570, 800, 900, a class that personally I would love to see deeper due to the fact it's a solid transition between a JR2 or a 170 and an RS1. If you make a jump from an RS1 or a, I mean a JR2 or a 170 completely to an RS1 or a 1000 car, that's a gigantic change. I mean, ask Megan Starr, a gigantic change. She was a JR2 standout and then jumped straight into a very well-built RS1. She's been taking it steady. She's been taking notes. I'll get to talk to, I'll get to talk about her in just a second. But the 570, 800, 900, 570 is a solid car to where you're in a big car. It's not overly powered and it's a solid transition. Not as many of them in Northern California and short courses there should be, in my opinion. But who knows what's going to happen? There's two kids in this that I've seen at NorCal before. And it's so funny because I can't pronounce Connor's last name. 
So I just stick with his nickname, Corn Dog. So Corn Dog's out there in this old, and I say old because in the UTV world, a Razor 800 is old. He's out in a Razor 800, absolutely putting this thing to work, and it is not very heavily modified at all. And that just shows the kid can drive. Connor, Piper, Jesse put on a show because we turned these guys loose with the Youth 1000 class. Piper coming into her own ride as a driver, and she was right with Connor the entire time. Now, that's an 800 and a 570. Size difference, they're roughly the same size car. Connor outpowers her just a little bit, but Piper was right there. So solid driving from Piper. Connor got the win on that one, a.k.a. Corndog. He still laughed that I remembered his nickname. (laughs) Youth 1000, largest turnout we've had this year, but it did not phase Big Mac, the ketchup packet, Baby Rip. I don't know how many nicknames I'm going to come up for this kid by the end of the year. Bobby Mac, Bobby Wahlberg, the number 55, absolutely untouchable. Swept his heats, swept the main. And uh, second and third was a mirror image basically all day long. Megan Starr. So I was just talking about her a little bit ago. And I'm com- and I keep calling her driving style tactical because I can see it. And it's it's actually very impressive from me being a lifelong motorsports fan to watch somebody make the jump from a JR2 into an RS1, not push themselves too hard, but you can tell somebody is watching and learning and taking notes and improving because I see so much improvement from this girl every time I see her behind the wheel. Absolutely every time. So huge shout out to her, her folks, her whole program. She's got some wicked cool tactical sponsors, so I think it really fits her well. Megan went 2-2-2, in her heat races and a two in the main. And then she definitely gave Jordan Skaggs a run for her money. Jordan rounds out the bottom of your podium. Jordan's another one that's also improving every single time she gets behind the wheel, and it's so cool to see what these kids do. Absolutely so much fun for me as an announcer. And then we get into, so we turn 1,000 Sportsmen and 1,000 Pro out in the same race. Uh, Only one entry in 1,000 Sportsmen, unfortunately. All I got to ask is, where are the rest of you guys with YXZs and Razors? Let's uh, put some window nets on your car, get a fire suit, and uh, come racing. Because it is the most fun, guaranteed. 1,000 Pro was entertaining. Definitely entertaining because it got super close with Dominic Benitez going back east to go race him in America. Huge shout out to him. He wants to go for the gusto. He wants to go run with the big boys. And we don't blame him for it whatsoever. Uh, Dominic coming out of the Davis Motorsports stable, one of the title sponsors for East Street MX Park short course since we started. Like I said, huge shout out to him. He was not here because he was racing mid America. And uh, because of that, that kind of took a little bit of weight off of Tyler Shade's shoulders. Tyler is getting his car dialed. He's getting acquainted to it. But it's entertaining because if you look at the lap times, there's always been a topic of conversation in this class in particular. At this track, can a YXZ keep up with an RS1? What's going to be more, what's going to be the weapon of choice? Because it's almost always been the RS1 group against maybe one or two YXZs, especially with the absence of Ian Murray. And if you ever listen to this, you need to get your car running. That's my subliminal way of saying, Murray, we miss you. Maybe I do because we share the same name. Tyler Shade, 
getting his stuff together. He ended up taking home the win. Wyatt Blevins had some issues in one of his one of his heat races. Ended up getting his way on the box. Awesome drive for him. He worked for it. The tough guy actually worked for it. I know I give him a hard time, but you know it's because he kind of deserves it from time to time. And I saw a light lit under Cody Myers's butt, and I mean that in a positive way because we talked after the race, and he said, "Just looking at the lap times, I actually realized that I have something for Tyler." Cody ran the entire main event in three wheel drive. He had broken an axle and he had to roll through. I believe he said it was the right hand corners because he didn't want to destroy the rest of the car, but he ran the main event in three wheel drive and still got on the podium third place overall for him. And now we get to the biggest, the wildest, most controversial action packed race we had all day long. The Chico Off-Road Rentals 1000 Turbo Sportsman class. And then on top of all that, we turned out the 1000 Turbo Pro class with them as well. This got nuts. Biggest 1000 sport, uh, Turbo Sportsman class we've had, I, I want to say ever. And once again, I don't have the notes in front of me for that. But the biggest 1000 Turbo Sportsman class we've had ever. They're coming out in numbers because guess what? E Street MX Park for this series, we have a payout for him. $2,500 purse going to be split three ways at the end of the year, which I did also. I got clarification on this this morning. So for those of you that are listening to this, we did have to move our banquet for the end of the year from November 11th to November 18th. We're going to be announcing more about that later. But at the end of the year, you guys and Thousand Turbo Sportsmen, the top three, get some money. So the return of one of the most consistent and fastest razors we've ever seen in short course competition at E Street was so stoked to see this. The 1943 Jacob Watson made his return. The kid had our first Turbo Sportsman Championship under his belt. Solid driver. He takes chances. He makes stuff happen. So cool to see him because somebody had to keep Kevin Rivera honest. I love Taco, but somebody... I've been waiting for this this dogfight between these two since I met Kevin because Jacob was basically gone most of the year last year just due to car issues and just a lot of different changes. But he's back. He's back in dominating force. And if Kevin decides to finally finish a race without flipping his car, I believe this is going to be your door-to-door battle for the rest of the season. So put on a consistent show and then a huge shout out. He came all the way from Calabasas. And for those of you that don't have a map sitting in front of you deep in Southern California, he's got a great American short course championship under his belt. So the number one, he runs on his cars for a reason. Got some big sponsorships as well. Oliver Golding made a run up to NorCal to complain the sand with everybody. And he couldn't have done it at a better time because when I see people come from out of state, I want to see big car counts. I want to see, We ended up having, I believe it was 10 or 11 cars. And this is what, this is the race that I know Oliver wanted. And he absolutely earned it. Ended up getting on the bottom rung of the podium. Never seen somebody take third place home and do donuts at the end of the race. But I don't blame him. He was stoked. Great guy. Got to, got to talk to him after the race and uh, hope he comes back again. And he said, if he, if he gets the funding behind him, he will. And then sandwiched in between Jacob 
and Oliver. The number 55, the Hunter Golden. Like I said last year, it was the Hunter Golden Kevin Rivera show and Turbo Sportsman. And Hunter absolutely earned second place. So awesome job to him. When we turned, we also turned out the Thousand Pro Turbo class. The 223 is Shane Smith shows up with the absolute monster of a pro R. So if you haven't, if you guys haven't followed California Custom Trailer and Power Sports on Instagram, Shane had a lot of work done to this pro R. And it is a monster. This thing is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous with the power it puts out. He he had something for Mason for a moment, but that is a ton of power to handle on such a small track. And on but at the end of the day, Mason had a mechanical issue. Shane ended up taking home the win there. But once again, Thousand Turbo Sportsman, Jacob Watson takes the win. Oliver Golden in second. Or excuse me, Hunter Golden in second. Oliver Golding in third. You can see why I just made that mistake. And then the final one, I have been so excited about this because the the buzz that has been around this race, been around this specific class that we do three times a year, has been tremendous this year because we made a change. So when we instituted the Women's Triple Crown last season, first year we did it as a one-time only race. Last season we said, let's make it three. Best of three. You're the queen of E Street. Your reigning queen this year, Cheyenne Myers, had a mess of competition with her. And it was fun because we decided to go, hey, if you're a racer, you do not qualify to be in this. We want wives. We want sisters. We want cousins. We want girlfriends. We want aunts. We want moms. We want all the above. If you have a fire suit, a window net on the car, no matter what it is, a helmet, all the basic safety stuff. You can bring a trail rig with you. You can bring a stock rig with you. You can bring, you can kick your husband, boyfriend, son, whatever out of the race car and jump in it. And this, this got so wild. I almost couldn't put it to words. China Myers started toward the rear and she thread the needle the entire time, but she had not one, but two, and I, I love how this just rolls off the tongue. Four-seater whoop eaters, because you see them out in the desert. And these were two basically family-sized desert cars that showed up. It was Mama Shark, Regina Vincent, and Mama Ghost, Samantha Watkins. Samantha Watkins, the uh, mom of Mason and Regina, the mom of Sharky, Lucas Vincent, both showed up in the four-seaters. And it was so funny because Regina's had a big green shark fin on the hood, on the roof, just like Sharky's. So that was an absolute blast. Mama Ghost, Samantha, she was so pumped about this. And her husband, Brandon, he had called me and he was talking to me about it. And he's like, oh, she's she's pumped. She's stoked. She's psyched. And just the energy of this was completely insane. I mean, you had everybody from Brian Hood's wife, Johia. She got in Kevin Rivera's car. Unfortunately, after flipping it once again in his main event, it got a little rough. She DNF'd. Tori Van Roekel got in a car again. Jesse's wife uh, blew a coolant line. She couldn't stick around. That was unfortunate because she's a total scrapper. These are women that don't normally drive these cars on tracks. And it's so cool just to see them jump out there and go for it. Cheyenne takes home the win. Morgan Myers did a lot of off-season training, if you will, quote-unquote. So if you haven't followed the Myers, the Myers Brothers Racing page, you can see uh, they did a little video montage of her training, 
and uh, it's quite comical as well as the rest of the stuff on there. So do yourselves a favor, go follow the Myers Brothers Racing Instagram. And how about Regina Vincent? So Mama Shark, she gets on she gets on Facebook and she tells me, oh, I'm just going to sit in the back and I'm going to have fun and it's going to be a blast. Well, she took that big Can-Am four-seater and somehow found her way up to third. She was sending the step up in a four-seater. So for those that don't know, that's like adding an extra, I'm going to say roughly two and a half, three foot of length onto a four seat or onto a Can-Am X3. This thing is a limousine compared to a normal car and was absolutely sending it. For somebody who's never driven on a track before like this, never been under race conditions, unfreaking believable. I, I, I was, I was floored. And me being the guy who talks for kind of a profession, if you want to call it that, and not having words, it was definitely, uh, definitely something else. So that about wraps it up for that, or wraps it up for a race report from round five. Round six is going to be at Prairie City, August 26th. Unfortunately for my quad guys, we're not going to have quad classes out there. Uh, NorCal Rock or NorCal side by side slash NorCal Rock Racing, they are basically hosting this for us. So a big shout out to that crew. Uh, they do things pretty awesomely. So round six is going to be August 26th, September 9th, which is seven days after my birthday, FYI. I turned 35 on September 2nd. Just make a note for you folks that listen. Uh, we're back at E Street. That's going to be round two of the women's triple crown as well. And then your final two rounds, October 14th and 15th. Round number three, your final round where we do crown the queen is going to be on the 15th. And then if you guys did see our original flyer, we have made a change once again to the awards banquet. It will not be November 11th. It will be November 18th. Want to give another quick shout out to the sponsors. Your champion this year for Youth 1000 is going to get a custom painted helmet from our friends at Vans Auto Body. Rugged Radios has been supporting us from day one. TCS Suspension, another huge supporter. Davis Motorsports. Myers Construction Services, Accelerated Flooring, Bud Skycam, and we could not have what we have currently for the Turbo Sportsman class without our friends at Chico Off-Road Rentals. Guys, this year has been insane. Third year of me doing this as an announcer for Short Course Off-Road, and you guys keep bringing it, and you keep making it entertaining for me. You make it entertaining for me. I do the best I can to make it even more entertaining for those that are watching. So big thank you to everybody who made this happen once again. Gigantic thank you to the guys that are from NorCal Rock Racing that showed up. A lot of new faces, a lot of new names. Remember, guys, when we schedule these race series, we make sure that you can drive them both. Why? Because we want that camaraderie with another promoter. And I love it. And there's a schedule. And I don't know what the heck else to talk about. So without any further ado, I'm going to get going. We'll see you guys at the races. <laughs>